Welcome to FHSU Tilt Talk, a podcast about educational technologies, teaching and learning, scholarly research, and service, hosted by Teaching Innovation and Learning Technology staff. Welcome to Tilt Talk. I'm Nicole Frank. I'm the Faculty Development Coordinator, and I will be your host. Today, we will be discussing writing accountability groups. I'm excited to welcome two guests here today. Dr. Angela Poulfunai is the Assistant Provost for Academic Programs and Dean of the Graduate School, as well as an Associate Professor of, so- of Sociology. Dr. Lexi Bartlett is an Associate Professor of English and the Director of the FHSU Writing Center. Both of today's guests facilitated writing accountability groups this fall and are here to share their experiences. Let's begin with our first uh, discussion kind of topic here today. Uh, What inspired each of you to facilitate a writing accountability group? Um, I mean, one of the things that I think attracted me to the idea of writing with others is that um, my field tends to focus on single author writing. So we don't benefit from some of the same community um, that people might get with working uh, with co-authors, although I realize that might be a mixed bag also. Um, But uh, I think the sense of community was really something that attracted me about um, forming a group. For me, it was about self-accountability, particularly with regard to time. That was a huge aspect uh, for me to volunteer as a facilitator. Uh, This particular project that I've just wrapped up was already delayed because of the pandemic and I was on a very firm deadline to complete it this fall. So I signed up to, to facilitate quite honestly because I knew I I would show up. I would be obliged to attend if I was facilitating it as opposed to coming up with excuses for lack of a better word to to skip and so that that time piece the self-accountability was really important. Well thank you both for that. I can certainly relate to both of those comments. Um actually the the community of people and and the accountability factor accountability factor in, in the time blocking out that time it's really easy to kind of neglect it and to put off time for writing and prioritize everything else and when you're running a group you can't do that right so what are some of the benefits that you've seen from uh, facilitating your writing groups uh well i i definitely have um been better about kind of keeping those appointments with my writing because of having that weekly uh, group that I'm responsible for. And then I actually kind of tagged along into another group as well. So I got a a bit of a double dose. And um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about part of the group is the where we share what we're working on and what our goals are. And I'm just really interested in what other people are working on. It's a bit of a problem for my own <laughs> research. I tend to be a little bit scattered. I'm interested in everything. So I really like hearing about what other people are working on. But I think that that is a, a great way that I've gotten to know some people from other parts of campus as well. I think that that's been a real, uh, an unexpected benefit. I think even though our group only met two hours a week, the productivity during that two hours where you have not only the time carved out, but the space. So I mean, I might have two hours in the evening at my house, but there's 14 other things vying for my attention or distracting me or other chores that need to get done or other to-dos on my list. But having that two hours where I was in that space for that purpose, for that period of time, I feel like I got a lot done in a very short amount of time. And that camaraderie with other people that the folks in my particular writing group are not individuals that I have occasion to work with really day to day. Um, And it's easy, I think, sometimes to get into, 
our little tunnel vision mode of you're either in your office at your desk or you're walking to a meeting and you're back in your office and you can just let the whole day go by without hardly interacting with people. And so being able to make acquaintances, build friendships with people outside of just the normal course of my daily work was really special. I really appreciated that piece. Well, I have a couple of follow-up questions there because I, I, I'm i interested in, in what both of you said. Um, Lexi, when you were talking about kind of the, the unexpected nature of the relationships and checking in with those people, you know, you were in the, in the summer writing groups when we kind of began this project, you and I had a conversation one time about, I think we were the only ones at Write On Site or we were the first ones there because in the summer we had both the accountability group and the Write On Site and we still chose to check in with each other at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. And then I think I think uh, someone else, uh, you know, came in after we checked in and and got to uh, to be a part of our process or something. <laughs> we wanted to have that five or ten minutes at the beginning to say, "How has your progress been this week? What's your goal for today? You know, where are you?" And could you just speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess some of it was that although I feel comfortable with everybody, I also felt a little weird just walking in and like silently sitting down. So the right on site group was a little bit different. Um, you know, I wasn't sure what the rules were. Like, can I say hello to people? <laughs> you know, if, if so, or if you come in and people are already working, do you not say anything? And so on the on the days that there were more people there, I actually felt kind of constrained by that. So when we were thinking about what the model was that we wanted to use going forward. I think most of us appreciated the right the writing accountability group model where we spent a few minutes checking in at the beginning and at the end. And um, I think one of the other things that came out of those conversations, especially since so many of the people participating in the groups were uh, women, that a lot of us share some of the same struggles with balancing, especially the writing part of our work with other kinds of work demands and also with life outside of work. And Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that that camaraderie was really one of the, maybe, maybe a, a little bit unexpected, but it was also one of the ways that I felt especially connected to people who, you know, like Angela was talking about that I, I don't run into or maybe don't work with in the course of a normal academic semester. So yeah, I found it really enjoyable that I can think in my head, oh yeah, Lexi's working on incorporating the hate you give into these various literary theories. And, and it's not even that I'm going to use anything with that information, but I feel more connected to you because of knowing what you're working on. Or Angela's working on her second book manuscript and she's so excited to get it done. And it's it's just a different thing. Um, yeah. and, then, and then Angela, you made a comment about space. And I think I, I especially want to ask you about this because we had a department chair who participated in the summer who talked about how between the all the things that are you know vying for her attention at home, and then also she can't be in her office without various demands, requests, right. concerns because of the nature of her job. It's just really hard for her to to close her door. Do you feel the same way? Do you think that that's and I know that you you are facilitating your group this fall, actually, at kind of an after hours time. Right. And that was purposeful as well, because I wanted to participate last semester or um, in, the, in the summer, I guess it was. And I just couldn't. I had meetings every day <laughs> during mm-hmm. all the available times. And so um, you and I had talked about uh, other options. And I said, well, I'm willing to do it if we could do it 
at the end of the day in an early evening where I can just stay on campus, but get out of my office. My particular uh, paper or chapters that I was working on, we were using a shared drive. So I still had to be online, but I made sure not to open my email. I didn't have Teams open. I just, I wanted to be as unplugged as possible within the reality of, of how I was working. And so like you said, with that other example of the department chair, if I was sitting at my desk, I, I just don't feel like even if it was after hours, I would have been nearly as productive. I can I can definitely understand that. And I, I think it's seeing the other people who've participated in your after hours group has kind of shown us that you're not the, you know, you're not the only one that there are other people who are having kind of that same experience in terms of needing to meet after hours. So we're also joined today by uh, Dr. Amber Nickel from the history department. Um, Amber, we are talking about uh, the benefits that you've seen participating in and facilitating a writing group. Would you like to share some of the benefits that you've seen from the experience? Sure. I mean, it's been a really great way to hold oneself accountable and to develop a writing community, especially fellow female scholars to feel supported. Yeah. And that you're the second one to bring up the female aspect. Um, interestingly, the fall groups, we have uh, 21 faculty participating and 20 are women. And I knew that it would likely be more women than men from the secondary research I, I did, but I was surprised that it was that drastic. But we've all kind of talked about the obligations you have at home, finding that space where other people can't access you necessarily because you need to in order to get your work done. So any anyone have anything else on that or any other thoughts? I think it definitely fed into that camaraderie piece. I think in, in my particular group, I think, think we had a good balance between encouragement, accountability, a little bit of commiserating. Um, but we, even though we all came from different backgrounds, different disciplines, different phases of chapters of life, honestly, um, we still related to each other in a, in a lot of really meaningful ways that I think contributed to that check-in start part that Lexi was talking about earlier. You know, it really seemed like people cared. How did last week go? How did you reach your goals? What are you doing this week? Right. And if it didn't go well, there's that encouragement, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Accountability to me felt kind of gentle. It wasn't, you know, harsh. Okay. So what about obstacles? Uh, what what kind of difficulties have you seen and, and how have you dealt with those? Uh, Lexi, what, what do you, what do you experience? I mean, I think scheduling is the is the main problem. Um, Angela already mentioned how her particular job, I think she probably has more meetings than I do, but I'm a little bit at the mercy of a schedule where I maybe have to find the one hour a week to meet with my writing center staff that everyone is available. So it's hard to pick a time that's going to be free every week and our calendars fill up with all of the committee meetings and everything else that we have to do. So I think that that was the biggest challenge is getting a lot of busy people together to carve out that space where we could set aside other um, other obligations and kind of unplug to write um, in the way that Angela was talking about. And then protecting the time once we set it aside. Mm -hmm. um, like, like I mentioned early on, that was completely selfish and strategic on my part of I volunteered to facilitate because I knew I had to show up. And, you know, of course, we all have things come up, you know, someone may have a doctor's appointment or, you know, whatever they've got to pick up a kid from after school program. But but we still, again, we encourage each other to be there as much as we could. And if someone needs to be late, well, we still encourage them to, to come for the time that they can. 
Amber, do you want to speak to that? Any uh, thoughts on the, the obstacles that, that you face in facilitating our group? Have we been particularly difficult? I hope not. I feel like I can't say anything right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, the really cool part about our group is we tend to function really well organically together. Um, and so even though I'm technically the facilitator, often I'm off traveling and somebody else can pick it up without even blinking an eye. And so I think we really work together well that way. Uh, one of the biggest challenges, though, is um, I think like setting maybe too many goals for oneself during the allotted writing time. Uh, you think, uh, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to write three articles this semester and I'm going to do all of these radical unachievable things um, and, and realizing that you still have to be manageable, even though you have that time protected. So for me, that was probably the biggest challenge, but y'all are easy. I mean, doing the group is easy. It's a it's a matter of getting the work done that is hard. And uh, and I know that um, some of the work you did with our group with the various kind of worksheets or writing sheets you made helped me at least keep my writing manageable. You know, we, we broke up into Pomodoros and um, some different things like that. But yes, sometimes I set unrealistic goals for my 25 minute Pomodoro and then it just repeated. Okay, Pomodoro two, I'm going to try to get what I said I would get done during Pomodoro one. <laughs> and then Pomodoro three, I'm going to finish what I <laughs> but you know you can't always estimate how long it will take I suppose right although actually the more you try doing that it does give you a better sense of how writing fits into time uh, which I think is really an important kind of awareness to develop yeah absolutely I say okay. that not having figured this out for myself <laughs> it's a process <laughs> it is a process yeah um, so how would you each describe, and it, Amber, you talked about this a little bit, but how would you each describe the culture of your particular group? I know, Angela, I, I love walking by the door for yours because everyone's lounged out. It's the ultimate <laughs> 4 6 p.m. club. They, they use this, these soft furniture and they get comfy. And but how, yes, how We love the movable furniture. It's, it, it's the one time during the week I feel completely at liberty to actually take my shoes off and <laughs> put my feet up on an ottoman and, and uh, just kind of get comfortable for a little bit. And I think my particular group, besides being laid back, I, I think um, was very energetic and and motivated. We were all uh, working on some sense of pretty firm deadlines, um, but totally different projects. And so it was really fascinating to me to hear about what they were working on and the way that they were able to encourage each other, even though most of us didn't really have much frame of reference for what the others were doing, you know, um, as far as their topic or their discipline. Uh, so that was really, really interesting to me, but I, I felt very motivated by them. And even, even though maybe as a facilitator, I was supposed to be doing the motivating, it definitely went both ways. Uh, Lexi, how would you describe yours? I haven't, I haven't had a chance to <laughs> view yours as much. You, well, I know you set up a women and non-binary, mm -hmm. which I was really excited to see because of our experiences and our discussions over the summer. How would you describe the culture of your group? Well, there were two people in my group, so, uh, I, so I mean, I, yeah, it was, I think, you know, and that was, in some ways that gave us greater flexibility because um, scheduling was especially difficult for the other person who was in my group, and um, she was able to be there most of the time, but there were days where, you know, her child was sick, and so we just checked in on Zoom instead of being in the same space, um, and, you know, we're friends outside of the group, and so we could really be flexible with each other. And I think, though, as we carry on with these groups, some of that might be possible 
also for, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we don't always meet on campus. Maybe there is an evening group where people, um, even if there are difficulties at home finding a private space, maybe people do still um, choose to do that at home, even though I don't know if that's a problem with blurring work-life boundaries, but I guess, you know, if you're on a deadline, it might be, it might be something that would be worthwhile for, for people to consider doing. So yeah, it was a little bit different. I think, I, I do think actually it, it helps to have a, a bit of a, a, a sort of level of participation, maybe. Um, I think that that group worked for us because um, the other person in the group, Christy Craig, was a friend of mine. But um, I think it would have been a little bit less comfortable <laughs> with just another, with just like another person that I didn't know maybe from the beginning. So it might be that you need a certain size of group. I mean, that might be something to consider too, like how big is too big? Um, what, you know, how many people is kind of hits that sweet spot. Sure. Yeah. And there has been some interest in Zoom writing group. Actually, uh, another uh, faculty member brought that up in when the fall writing groups came out. So, um, and I reached out to her about, about facilitating one. Um, and, uh, and she, she said, keep me on the list for next semester, but right now I can't, but th there's certainly that interest uh, with the, with the Zoom check-ins and, you know, I've participated in those and found them pretty productive. Honestly, it's just trying to stay on task in between the check-in and the check-out. Yes. Andrew, would you like to share a little bit about the, the culture of our writing group, our fantastic writing group? Our, we kept kind of a lunch bunch. Yeah. I mean, you just stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say lunch. Um, you know, again, scheduling, as Lexi mentioned, is really difficult with so many people. And so we managed to settle on a time around lunch that worked for not only once a week, but twice a week. So we ended up writing twice a week over time. We started off in like a kind of sterile room with a weird voice coming from the wall because, you know, somebody was in the classroom next door. So we ended up moving to the history library and it's filled with old books and kind of dusty smells. It just has rust, you know, like writing vibes. And that combined with the people and the food just made it easy to, you know, tuck in and get stuff done. Okay, and I'm just now learning that we have a history library with with writing vibes. And how did I not know this existed? And I need to go there. <laughs> it's, it's just a little conference room, but you're always <laughs> welcome. It's right across from my so it, I was very lucky in this arrangement. Fantastic. But. That sounds like a great space. It really is. It, it does have that dusty old smell. And uh, and and just last week, we we even door dashed food to our door. So, um, you know, and, and Lexi and I have talked about this. You really have to know kind of the, the people you're writing with. Some people are very casual about food and comfortable and want it brought in. And we're, we joked about, um, you know, various ones of us talking about the food we bring and making sure we bring quiet food versus crunchy food and what's distracting <laughs> and using earbuds. And then Lexi and I have talked in the past about how for some people, food being introduced at all can be very distracting. The, the mm. smell, the sounds. Yeah, we definitely have kind of some different vibes in each writing group each one has their own little identity which I think is kind of fascinating and I've noticed that uh, you know Amber and I are you know your group Amber uh, that you're facilitating we're meeting twice a week now there are also a number of people and I think Lexi you were one of those uh, aren't you uh, who's attending a couple of different writing groups at different weeks right 
Um, I just one other group. So I I have become a kind of regular member of sure. a Thursday group. Mine was on Wednesday. And so I also joined the Thursday group, but I had to sneak in after after my class uh, ended. So that that was the that was the compromise, but that group has been very welcoming. And I uh, kind of party crashed Angela's group one week when I said, hey, because of this event, I have to run for my full-time job. I won't be able to attend my writing group today, but I don't want to miss writing. Can I come join you? And she said, oh, you know, yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you did. So I, I do like kind of that uh, welcoming nature of all the groups to to participate. What methods have you each found successful for facilitating your group? Have you tried any kind of interesting things the check-in time at the beginning and then the recap time at the end for mm -hmm. us was really helpful uh, just to have that routine of knowing that when we get there we're gonna you know touch base and, and then it kind of gives us a chance to wrap up at the end before we leave for the evening mm -hmm. and then we've already talked about the furniture but I think the room in which we met was just ideal for our, for our group the personalities the the vibe of our group we really liked being able to just get comfy and move the furniture around and there were only a handful of us so we we really could spread out it felt like you had your own space so it worked really well for us uh Lexi what what uh things did you try anything that I haven't that we haven't already discussed that you tried for different <laughs> methods not really. Um, I, I would say I think that the room that we were in was maybe less comfortable. Um, I mean, I'm really fussy, apparently, about chairs. <laughs> so, um, I mean, the chairs were comfortable in the library room that we were using. Um, I found the ones in the room in Hammond Hall less so until I started sitting in the armless arm armchairs kind of. Um, but I think that there's, you know, maybe some, there are maybe some spaces on campus that are better for those groups than others. So we might want to do some scouting and look for some other places to think about that. I mean, maybe if the history library isn't being <laughs> utilized uh, next year, next semester, although maybe I will uh, overlap with some of our other folks in time better. Um, I do like to work during the day, though. Um, I think, especially earlier in the day, I think that's a better time for me to write. Um, so that was, I think, you know, that's part of that scheduling, you know, people have different, different things that work for them. Certainly. Yeah. If you're a, a more morning person, you probably need to try to do your writing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it, and it, the schedule, the kind of the motivation, I know that I tend to be more awake, uh, but the, the, in the morning, but when I went to the, the four to 6 PM, I, I did okay um, because of the environment, but it really does depend on the environment and the people. Amber, I kind of spilled the beans a little bit on your Pomodoro method, but what else would you like to share about um, some tips? You you gave us some assignments. Sometimes. I mean, I came in a little bit more structured than I think we're leaving. Uh, you never know which group you're going to get a, a hold of. And I know I'm like a very structured thinker. So it's like, I'm going to come in with goal sheets. We're going to come in with Pomodoro method. And I realized that it works sometimes when we're all in the mood for it, but other times we're just in the mood to write a larger writing block, or sometimes we want to just do 245s or something like that. And so about probably a month and a half in, I just switched to checking in with the group when I when we all got there and seeing kind of what method they wanted to deploy for that particular day. We also did uh, like 30 minutes of writing, 30 days type, like 
challenge. And I think all of us ended up not doing it, but it was very useful for like the first two weeks when I was doing it. Um, but I think just trying new approaches to motivation is, is a good thing. And then just settling in to whatever really works best for the group. Yeah, I did. I'm glad you brought that up. I did appreciate how you just asked us. So what do you feel like today? Do you feel like, you know, 30 minute Pomodoros or how about we do two 45 minute blocks or how about we just do one big block? How does everyone feel today? Sometimes you just need to ask, right? Let's move on to uh, recommendations that you would have for other people considering joining a writing group or facilitating one. Uh, what would you suggest? Probably just do it, right? I mean, what's what's it going to hurt? Maybe you show up to the first one or two meetings and it's not for you and that's okay. But if it is for you, it's it's huge. I was more productive this semester than I have been in a year and a half. And there's something very profound about reconnecting with your research, especially when you're teaching all the time. And so, yeah, just, just try it. And if it's for you, keep doing it. And if it's not for you, then you can say you tried it. And would you reiterate the same, uh, Rex <laughs> or, or Angela? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I would definitely second all of that. I think it's, um, I really appreciated the the support, you know, which I I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, I know that I'm somebody who responds well to having things on the calendar that involve other people. I will show up for that. Um, and so that was something that I knew would be good for me, but um, I think the connection with my colleagues across campus was really um, a huge unexpected benefit, and I, I'm, uh, I'm a fan. I say, let's do it every semester yeah. and in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've talked off and on about the accountability piece, and, you know, that's important, and like I mentioned, our, our group, we were all working on deadlines, but I think sometimes I'm just putting this out there. I, I, I can't read people's minds, but I think sometimes people are maybe intimidated by the accountability piece and think, oh, they're going to judge me because I didn't meet my goals. And I wish people would realize just how encouraging and formative and supportive these groups are. It's not about, you know, swish crack, you didn't meet your goals. So we're all going to scowl at you. It's, it's all very, very encouraging. And I don't, I don't know the author. So, so don't um, throw me under the bus, but I, I was thinking of a quote that says a crappy first draft is better than no draft. So like Amber said, you know, just, just do it, just get involved. And it's not as scary as it perhaps seems. Mm -hmm. no, it really isn't. And I, and I think when you share that you have a crappy first draft with your group members, they all understand because they've had a crappy first draft at some yeah. point. Right. So they, they respond with that encouragement. Uh, so um, any other thoughts as we close? Well, I do want to thank you all for joining us and especially for facilitating the writing groups. Um, this was a bit of an experiment in the summer and then just really excited to continue it this fall. Um, and then this spring, we're going to try to begin actually a little bit earlier in the semester so that we have 14 weeks rather than 11 weeks that we had this fall. Um, and it seems like they certainly were well received. Uh, we had 10 people participate in the summer and 21 in the fall. And I'm hoping that they only grow a little bit more. Um, and we'll just, you know, mind those sizes, of course. But I, I appreciate you all facilitating because this is, unlike showing up to a workshop and presenting that, this is an ongoing commitment. And I like the kind of, 
you know, you don't have to prepare a big presentation and you can find someone else to stand in for you, but that doesn't change the fact that, you know, you showed up every week that you were possibly able to and, and facilitated your group. And we certainly couldn't carry that on without facilitators. I know the faculty who participate in your groups have valued your willingness to facilitate them as well, because the feedback has been so overwhelmingly positive. So um, thank you all for joining um, and I appreciate you. And um, and I hope to see you uh, involved in the spring as well. Absolutely. Thanks for coordinating it, Nicole. It's been a real joy. Indeed, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for having us today. Yeah, thanks, Nicole. Thank you for listening to this episode of FHSU Tilt Talk. Subscribe on Spotify, Amazon, and Google Podcast. In the meantime, check out the Tiger Learn blog or the Tilt social media pages for updates. We'll see you next time.